wrestling buddies want to be your buddies. Hey, buddy. Buddy. You got me mad now. No matter where in the world you're joining us from, we welcome you to the Wrestling and Padre Slamcast on Dragon Wagon Radio. What an amazing show we have for you. First off, we're at Compadres Show on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Compadres, and Dragon Wagon Radio can be found on all social media platforms at It's Dragon Wagon. Make sure you support it. Hit up the Patreon page, Patreon.com slash Compadres. Uploaded some secret stuff last week to some of you uh Patreons and compadres, Palskis and everyone, and we appreciate you. But we finally have a certain someone back in studio today, and I could not be more excited. I'm Johnny, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that at Jay Quasto on all social medias. But the man to my right making his long awaited return, I could not be more excited. I don't know where he's been, I don't know what he's done. It looks like he's slightly injured, but he could find him everywhere on social media at Scott Narver. Big round of applause from all the fans. Scott Narver, everybody. Did you say I was on assignment? Uh, oh, I, you've been on assignment for the past yeah. several months. Yeah. I finished my assignment. <laughs> I said at one point, I forget what the hell I said, but yeah, mostly on assignment. Yeah, I'm done. Assignment. I finished it. So I, 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 I'm, I'm completely done. All right. Good. Uh, no one ever, Dale never says he finishes assignment. Uh, no, Dale is always on a never ending assignment, essentially. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Okay, good. I finished. Well, let me bring in Jay. Sure. And then we want to talk about you for okay. at least a good 35, 40 minutes. Sure. But yeah, we got to occasionally gonna... throw in wrestling names so that way people yeah, don't get upset. I'll be honest. I want to go about you and your legs right now. Brock Lesnar. Just... There, I did it. Yeah, with Roman Reigns. See? Now we can talk about because we got to talk about your legs. I'm Jay Washington at Mr. Jay Washington. Hey, buddy. Yeah, he's Yeah, there. you got okay. that out the way. Wait, hold on. Hey, buddy. Got All right, it. thank you. We got that out the way. So, because... Scotty, if I may, <laughs> sure. um, you your legs are, your one leg especially is wrapped in a Jeff Hardy-esque uh, fishnet if you will. Thank it's you called, for noticing. I yeah. did tell uh, a friend of mine, Steve, that I'm like, I feel like a hardy boy, but from the yeah. waist down. I, I feel like you should do a mean swanton right now. You don't like he barely walks. Scotty was, what the hell happened? You have bandages around both calf muscles. I will say that. Uh, thanks for calling the muscles, by the way. Well, sure. And not just uh, meaty bones. So you're, you've been gone for about a month, but you've done a various uh, uh, assortment of things. I think two months. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the last time I was on the show, uh, so quick rundown. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it quick. Uh, Don't uh, make it quick. Make it uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, that uh, I was here with Jake, and were you here as well for the last show I did? Yes. Okay. So uh, I arrived uh, fresh off of uh, one of my best friends uh, dying. Yes. And mm-hmm. I I did the show, uh, and it was probably not a smart move, but I just went and I'm like, I'll just work. That works for some people. Sure. Not so much. So I went for that uh, shortly after that, or I'm sorry, right before that, my dad had his second neck surgery. So in the realm of the first one he had was a la Kurt Angle through the throat. Oh, and, uh, and this was, is in it was a quick fix. Virginia. Yeah, he's in Virginia. Okay. And so I was set to go out and visit him uh, after he had his second neck surgery, uh, which is the stone cold one mm-hmm. to the back of the neck and they're fusing stuff. So that one's more serious. Uh-huh. And he was laid up and I was going to go help. My uh, friend Lehman Parker uh, passed away. Uh, didn't go out to see him. Oh, boy. I'm working through it, everybody. Uh, uh, okay, uh, Samoa Joe. And uh, so then 
What else happened? Um, AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ Styles happened. And then some other stuff here and there I won't get into. Um, and then uh, my parents were in a car accident. Uh, After the, the neck surgery? Yeah. Oh. Just before you start uh, physical therapy. So that's where I was last week. Was he okay? Helping he was take care of them. So yeah, x-rays and everything like that. He's going to be. So they didn't have to go back in. No, they didn't okay. have to go back in. So everything's going to be all right with that. And then I got attacked by a dog. You're kidding me. Oh, what? Yeah. Where? There's some extra credit in my assignment too, Johnny. That's not going to be on air. That also occurred, but that's 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 what's going on. Wait a minute. Where was the, the dog? And uh, how? I was dog sitting for a friend. The dog that you were watching attacked you. That's right. What kind of dog? A uh, junkyard dog. Uh, no, see, that was another reference. Everybody, <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, a pit bull. Oh, I hate sick. Because look, I love dogs. I want to support pit bulls. Me too. And one, I'm, one of my I'm just close going friends. off of. This dog. Right. I'm not going off of all pit bulls. Of course. And, you know, oh, man. Did he just sporadically just say, I'm going to get him and just go out, just literally just like out the blue? Uh, Yeah. It was a moment that I, I you know, didn't know it was going to happen. Uh, But it was, it felt very territorial. He felt like he was being the alpha and didn't want me in the house anymore. And, and uh, this is after you were there for a couple days? Uh, This was the second day. Damn. Day two. And the dog's never done this to anyone before, I assume. Uh, no, but he did it to the next person that showed up. Holy oh. God. Yeah. Did the, I assume the owners, what did they do now? Uh, we're, we're talking about it. So the dog's going to, uh, to, uh, aggressive, uh, behavioral training. Yeah. And they're assessing what's going to happen. So I've been talking with the owners some here and there. They're on vacation. So, so I, I, being I guess out. he got Aaron Corbin. <laughs> so he got both your calf muscles pretty well, uh, this one more so than the other one. It's this one is more so bandaged up still just to make sure there's no infection. Yeah. And keeping it clean. So you're taking the uh, antibiotics and, and doing the, all the stuff. And this one, you look like somebody from The Walking Dead got a hold of you by the drumstick. It looked like Brock Lesnar got a hold of me by the drumstick. Brock and that's another wrestling reference. Yeah, uh, it's not all that bad. Thankfully, uh, uh, a friend of mine who's not listening to the show, I've been holding on to these pair of jeans from the 90s. Because okay. you all know I dress poorly. <laughs> well, I, mean, um, I wouldn't say poorly. You dress uh, appropriately. Let's put it that way. Sure. So I've had economically feasible that are like really thick and old. Um, oh, so they they spared your legs from being worse. They absolutely did. Because my friend who was wearing shorts, not so much. Oh, so, wait. So that friend what? also. Wait, I, I'm so confused here. I so know it's the, a lot. The That's next lot person that came in, we're we're not the owners of the dogs. Clearly, they were gone. Correct. It was a friend that was called upon because we're going to take the dog to a pooch hotel. But I was not going to be involved. I was going to follow up with the food and yeah. the bed and all that stuff. Uh, Sherry Martell. And uh, just go in and, you know, not be in the line of sight of the dog. But the friend that showed up that that dog loves. This dog loves this guy unconditionally. Oh. Had, had Oh, one, my God. So nothing to do with him th either. This person knew the dog. Mm -hmm. There's some kind of. I've known the dog as well. Oh, We're wow. not buddy buddy, but we get along. There's some kind of mental thing going on there then to attack. Hey, don't don't come after me. I'm don't come after me. No, Look, I I've had a hard hey, time. Hey, just coming after me. Hey, mentally. I would like I would like to say as a person who is regularly and weekly attacked by a damn podcast <laughs> dog, that you know what it feels like. I mean, Midas he ain't a pit bull, but he acts like he a pit bull. Like I don't want to just try to stand off with him, but at least you were able to walk. Yeah, you walking like a member of the Golden Girls twenty years later, <laughs> but you walking, and I'm happy to see you alive. Because it, it, had he not, luckily you eight feet tall. Because if you <laughs> wasn't eight feet tall, we would be. This would be a memorial yeah. for Scotty Narva right you know, now. Uh, this is a very elaborate way of saying donate to the Compadres Patreon. 
everybody. <laughs> yes, please. We Save got- Scott's legs. Save Scott's legs. Pentagon Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that is our new mantra. Save Scott's legs. Save, Save Scott's, Scott's legs. legs. Save Scott's legs. So wait, the next person got got really bad too. They got got. Oh my god. That is Wow. Well, you know what? We are so glad you're here and safe. <laughs> uh Pod Dog loves you. Sure. Uh, yeah, at we least all the dog love loves you. one of us. And when everything heals, if you need physical therapy, I know a guy. Oh, of, don't of, worry. Of course, he just threw his business nothing, card out real quick. If you should need physical First therapy. First off, Dick, it's not a business card. It's going to be for free. So it's not. Because he wants the referral. So this way you can get. Look, my boy Johnny does amazing physical therapy. Uh, you should go see him. He, does, he doesn't have a business card. He's just writing on what he thinks is my cast with a Sharpie right now. Yes, exactly. Well, that's not. I'm allowed to write on that, aren't I? Sure. Yeah. It, it's permanent. So. Yeah, that's fine. Do okay, what you I'll do. get it tatted. Well, as you should. I can try to write something. So with that, too, everybody, I want you to also know the last thing uh, of wrestling that I saw was coming in on that show was a raw. The last segment I saw was Baron Corbin being instated as the uh, constable, the constable via a letter from Stephanie McMahon. And then about a week later, after a bunch of horrible shit went down, I attempted to watch Money in the Bank Uh uh, late. And then I watched about three matches, and then after watching the Bobby Lashley-Sami Zayn match, oh boy, uh, I looked at my roommate who was watching it with me, and I go, so sorry. I have no idea what happened. I registered nothing. I know I watched the match, (laughs) but nothing computed, so I'm out. You missed everything. I've taken a a, a sabbatical for a while, so everything that's coming at me, I'm like a fan that's out of a coma. Like It's all new to me. It's understandable, man, and to be honest, I I don't know. I don't really think you missed a whole hell of a lot. I know a handful of things, though. Yeah. I know... that uh, Braun Strowman won Money in the Bank. Sure. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Alexa Bliss won mm-hmm. Money in the Bank. Uh, James uh, Ellsworth is back. Well, yeah. well, until last night, he was fired. Okay. And then uh, that Titus O'Neil is the most controversial man when it comes to handshakes. That's what I. Uh, that's what I'm worried. That's still a thing. Yeah, for sure. Wait, and, wait, uh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What? What about handshake? What did I miss at some point? Oh, the, he's Vince McMahon. He's making a joke back to when Titus got. Oh, I thought it was something else. I was like, no, yo, no, did something else happen? Vince nothing and Hogan. Happened. That man cannot win when, when it comes to handshakes. Oh, wait, he. Oh, yeah. He wasn't too thrilled with uh, the Hogan return. Anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, we talked about I that. At length refused to shake his hand. Um, I don't know if that was the case. No, he said they were never. He, they never had any interactions or any passings. But oh, I like the fact he signed it in his government name. That's how you know somebody's serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he signed it Thaddeus, whatever his last name well, is. First off, if my name was Thaddeus, I'd sign everything with the name Thaddeus. Uh, yours is actually Jonathan, so you might as well. Well, Jonathan is pretty regal. Yeah, that's a good so, point. So I'm saying it's real. So I'm saying. Titus what and about Thaddeus? Jonathan? Speaking Jonathan of which, does. speaking of which, speaking of which, I have to say this real quick. So we get to San Diego Comic-Con to get our badges. Mine was easily able to be printed out. I had an email, got my professional badge. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not hold as important. On, hold on. <laughs> so... Johnny has to try to get his. Now, here's the thing. They couldn't find him in the system, but they needed to know he was actually a person supposed to have his badge. She show, Johnny shows the lady the email. She goes to print him up one. She prints out Jonathan LaQuasto. Well, and it was spelled wrong, by and the way. It, and it was spelled. When you, should, you should have seen Johnny's face. was like, well, I don't. People don't call me. <laughs> and it is not spelled right. Hey, this is my first cool badge, <laughs> asshole. I want it to look, you know, I want to keep it. I want it to look cool. Here's your badge, Mr. Balea. Oh, come on, brother. No, you can't calls call me, me Terry. That. Can't call me Terry. That's not cool. <laughs> we, mean, sh- we should say, amongst all this stuff, 
who the guest is today. Yeah, well, actually, Dale Rutledge uh, and I got to hang out at Comic-Con for a little bit with yeah. Becky Lynch. It was a very exclusive interview, so... Because they left me alone. They, they didn't let me know they did it There was own. no room, Jay. We couldn't. Dale had one microphone. The three of us passing one mic, it wasn't going to work. So we had to hustle over there. It was short notice. See the excuse? It wasn't an excuse. It was truth. You should have printed your full name on your badge. That's no, the why. hell I shouldn't. I don't want to print mine on there. Mine is... <laughs> I have the black... Jameis. Jameis Washington. I have the blackest black man name in history. What is it? I don't want to talk about it on this podcast. Wait, it's not Jay Whoa. Washington. It's not your real name. It, it's a real. Look, finish your statement about the damn podcast. <laughs> Whoa, we got an exclusive right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to tell us now. If no, you bring it I don't. Because if anybody starts calling me, I'm going to murder everyone. Uh huh. I'll tell you all. Jay that. LeVar Burton Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Booker I'll, T. Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Any more black people you just go keep referencing? Well, you're the one that said. I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> wow. Don't uh, bring it up if you don't want Scotty and I to say random well, things. Well, this is, this is for the, the, the Compadres hotline next week. I guess I got to call be. in and guess Jay's name. Yes, you do. You bring, I'll let the fans guess it. If they get it right, I'll, I'll tell them. Flood but, uh, the inbox. Flood the inbox with all your guesses, everybody. Please. But keep it appropriate. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Becky Lynch was down there, and we, they, we literally got moved to like this tiny little uh backstage area that had no room whatsoever. We just the three of us just stood there oh. and we we had a great little conversation. She's an incredible human being and so uh, re- return uh, appearance on the show and last time everyone loved her and you're going to love this interview as well. Dale is uh he's currently tied up at the moment so he's not here. Was he on assignment? Uh, he's tied up to a chair actually. Oh. And so uh, hopefully he gets away really soon. But he won't be here. But Becky Lynch we'll is We'll make sure we feed him. That's right. Slamcast news. Scotty, here is some amazing news. They announced it just a couple of nights ago. The WWE is going to have their first ever all-women's pay-per-view Sunday, October 28th. It's going to be called Evolution at the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York. They are saying in upwards of 50 women will be making appearances um, past, present, and, and, well, I guess future. Uh, Yeah, all-women's pay-per-view. Then, now, and forever. I'm sorry. There you go. You got to say how they put it on the thing in the beginning. Then, now, and forever. So they're going to have a 50-woman Royal Rumble and they go, there we go. We got it covered. To be honest, if you're going to have 50 women, I think there has to be some kind of battle royal involved. Got to be. I would think so. No. But it's evolution? It's a four-hour pay-per-view. I don't think it's going to be four hours. I think they're going to book it more like NXT and keep it to two, two and a half. You think they'll do that? You think they'll shortchange them? I don't think that's shortchanging. I think that's giving quality, not quantity. No, no. Here's why I say that, because if they do, the fan base will say, we're trying to do this equality thing. Not, I'm, I don't think they'll give them four hours. I hope they say it that way. We're trying to do this equality Quality thing. thing. I don't think they'll give them four hours, but you don't think they'll give them three. Uh, maybe, but you got to remember, too, though, that all the four-hour pay-per-views are co-ed. It's the entire... No, I, I get what you're saying. Right, yeah. so you don't need to give all men four hours or all women okay, four hours. Okay, so we might get the, you possibly get these dream matches now, because Trish will wrestle a match. I mean, yeah. What uh, Mickey James already her and they already exchanged tweets about it. So they they probably will renew their rivalry. Maybe. Uh, Molly Holly still can go. I've been told Molly's no longer interested in in doing anything. With okay, us. cool. Uh, we haven't seen Victoria. Yet. She's gonna. She'll definitely come yeah. back. For I it. sure hope so. And yeah, Lisa Marie, the one that guaranteed is never coming back is Gail Kim. She's definitely not gonna. Well, come. she's working. She's kind of the head of the knockouts. For TNA right now, she's back, oh, okay. backstage helping out creatively and stuff. So yeah, okay. But then you have the the NXT women's roster. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can make a lot of good matches, and you can have a lot of quick ones. Like I would love to see who do you put Beth Phoenix against because she wants to get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. 
Who do you put I the glamazon on against in this in this day and age? You got to remember too. This will be the finals of the May Young Classic. That as well. You know, Caitlyn is making her return. Her and Beth Phoenix do have similar uh, frames. I don't think you want to put them both in the ring together. But right. I mean, but the, the possibilities are great for this because Io Shinzai. What's her last name? I can't remember. Who the new Japanese Io Shira. Shira. I think so. Now you can potentially have her and Oscar. Or I mean, that's really Russian too. I mean, uh, if they no, say Japanese, she's raised, not Russian. But they say she's they say she's actually WWE ready. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. She's I going mean, to NXT, boy. but she's going to NXT. But again, there's the opportunity for so many different matches. Like I would I'm mad that we'll get it in October probably, but I would love to have seen Ember Moon and Naomi at WrestleMania. Yeah. Because we'll mean, probably get it in October because that's a that's a good match. It's just a friendly competition match. Yeah. yeah but they'll they'll tear down the house of what they're supposed to do. Well, so far confirmed, they do have Lita, Trish Stratish, and Beth Phoenix. So they're all definitely going to be there. Um, actually, what about Blue Tista? Because it is evolution. You mean Blue Pants? No, I mean Blue Tista. Blue Pants as well. She should be there. Right. But Blue Tista. Uh, Blue Tista. Well, I, technically, Blue Tista is not a woman. So I think that might be tough. Yeah, but it's evolution. That's It's uh, in the card. You can't call a not that four it, horsemen and it, then not have them. Yeah, not that evolution, though. Because then right. you'd have to have Randy Orton there. And I don't know if you know this. He almost pulled Jeff Hardy's ear off. You've missed some weird things. Man, what? did he not almost rip that pants? You know how. I'm not going to show it to you, Scotty, because okay. your legs are damaged enough. But you know how <laughs> wait, wait, Jeff wait, Hardy wait, has those wait, weird earrings? Wait. Yeah. Yeah. What? I wait. I just how does showing Scotty something about an ear damage just let the pain travels down? I'm a physical therapist. Just let me say things. Okay, again, the second the second drop. Hey, I'm a physical therapist. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. No, I'll rub it in. Uh you know how Jeff wears, you know, the strange yeah, it's ear. It's got the uh it's elongated the lobes. So Randy Orton decided to come back and just attack Jeff Hardy and um and then a probably week his later, kids think they're cool. It could be, and he tacked him again, and then Randy literally went into his ear and just started pulling it like he was Stretch Armstrong in yep. the ear. Very disturbing. Yeah, R- Randy's going back to full on psychotic, crazy, pissed off Randy. <laughs> I wish Good. everybody could see Scott Norris' face when Johnny oh, yeah. told him that. It's without a doubt the most interesting Randy's been. Actually, last night on SmackDown, he said, you know. I'm not an indie darling. I didn't wrestle for a hundred people. He's like, I've been busting my tail for 16 years in front of millions of people. Like he's going that route. Like, oh. hey, indie scene, f off. So he's finally doing what he did on Twitter. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Good. Dive. He, he looks invested for the first time in a long time. Wow. All right. Yeah. But anyways, take that final run. Evolution. Evolution. Yes. It's going to happen. It's a long time coming. Very very excited for it. And you're right. You know, possibility for a number of dream matches. I still say, book it like NXT because. I'm not saying two two and a half hours is perfect because you got to make sure that you have a, a, a difference of matches. Yeah, absolutely, I'm not styles, saying, and, and I'm not saying every single woman that is on all those rosters have to perform because it's just that's not the case with with any pay per view, you know. But you you want this pay per view for it by being its first to be special, no doubt. And because you're bringing back Hall of Famers, because you're bringing up this new generation, and you have these established stars. You want this to be a solid pay per view beginning to end. Oh yeah. So I, I I agree with with two and a half, but these are these are women now you can give 15, 20 minute matches, 20 minute long matches to. Granted, no one wants to sit through a bunch of 15, 20 minute matches, no right. matter who it is. I understand that. But you have that potential. So that's why I say three hours at the most. Sure. Because it allows that buffer. 
Yeah, and I think if, it, if we're going to have over 50 women, I think a lot of it might just be a bunch of backstage appearances, kind of like, um, was it Raw 1500 or What was it? Raw were 25? They? 20, no, because 25 didn't do a lot Thank of backstage. Thank you. Raw 25 where we saw um, 25 did it? Brother Love. and Yeah, like the poker games. Yes. And, you know, oh, yeah, those yeah, things. yeah. I think we might see, I don't know, were there any, what female, were there female factions that we can think of? Uh, all, like Team Bad and oh, I the, mean those are the only ones when the when the uh lay cool. I gotta believe we're gonna see a lay cool. They I love them. They were uh, great. Michelle McCool has a ring in the back of her house, so I think she's good. Yeah, she's in incredible shape. Layla is just amazing. So I'd like to see a reunion of those two. You know, what I'd like to see a lay cool versus iconics just mic off. I think that'd be oh a lot of fun. Oh my god, seeing those two go back and forth on the mic and then just. You know, Lay Cool just powders the Iconics, and but somehow the you know, or maybe the Iconics yeah. get over or something. Those you put those four together on the mic. Oh damn, that's going to be entertainment. That's but that's what this is. That's who the Iconics are. They are the new generation of Lay Cool, essentially. But for some reason, WWE doesn't want to help them with that. It takes time. Yeah, it does. But it was like you put you brought them into this. You got to remember the Iconics are already over. They don't need to win matches. I'm not saying, but you have to put them on TV more. Uh, They were on last night. I mean, yeah, but how long has it been since we saw them? I don't. For me, about two months. Yeah. (laughs) For Scotty, it's been been forever. So either way, very exciting. And then Stephanie was asked about the rumor of women's tag titles being introduced uh, either at this event or by this event. She said they're not quite ready to have women's tag titles yet. Now, that could just be a smokescreen. Um, but that's what she said. I think they're not ready for it. Oh, oh <laughs> that's zing. what she said. I think it's not a smoke screen. I think it's they're not ready for tag titles, mm-hmm. but they are ready for a secondary title. Like what? A tele- like a women's television? Like title? a women's television, a women's intercontinental. Mm. They're talking with Mattel about it. Yeah. They're not talking with the bookers. They're just going like, hey, what can you guys come up with? What can you what make? Can we sell? Send what can us we your sell? artwork now. I mean, you might be right, although I think the tag titles and we actually do touch on this with Becky Lynch a little bit. It'd be cool if the tag titles are throughout the entire WWE where it's, it's not, NXT. but it's not separate yeah. branded. Yeah, because let's be honest, you only have eight to ten women on each main roster. You can't do that. So you get have tag team titles and SmackDown, Raw, NXT can all just challenge all throughout. That could be a lot of fun. So you're just the WWE women's tag team champions, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, it could get murky with the whole separate brand thing, but no, I still no, think it'd be no, a lot no, of no. fun. You're just the WWE. Yeah. Because this way it encompasses all three brands. And you can get a hell of a tag team division going between those three brands. You make them green straps. No show's green, so then it's clear. <gasps> yeah. Ah. Scotty comes Poor back pink. with the hot... Let's not do that, because... Wait, and, and throw some butterflies on it, too? Throw a big yeah. butterfly back on it? <laughs> and just for some reason have a D... On one of the notches, and then mm-hmm. somewhere an eye hidden. You know, a, a How v. about the dominant international vivacious <laughs> oh, ostentatious I title? I that's second, your. I thought Jay was spelling out dick. He's like, you know, just had some <laughs> dick in the title. <laughs> no, you let me finish the letters, Johnny. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. No, I got it now. I got it now, gents. So yes, very excited. October twenty eighth. Also, uh, well, another company is actually restarting back up and has a television deal with WGN, which is very exciting. Uh, Ring Warriors, which has been off and on a promotion since the nineties, is restarting again. They have uh, they have good people behind it. The first tapings are happening August eighth and 9th in Las Vegas, and the first episode will be debuting Saturday mornings eight a.m. 
on WGN. It's going to include, uh, I guess the TV deal, there's no conflicts. It's going to include people like Austin Aries, Eli Drake, Jeff Cobb, Marty the Moth, Alex Chamberlain, Chase Stevens. They have a great lineup of people, some people you may not know that you're going to enjoy as well. And so uh, that is happening very Interesting. soon. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that back in the day? I, I'm not familiar with that one. I've heard of it. I, I never did. I never watched it in the past. But WGN has a pretty big reach. Yeah, I, I think it's, Super, it was the first Superstation. Yeah, I, I know them. Based. I know they're out of Chicago, but I, I think mm-hmm. with certain cable packages, you can get it nationwide. I think so. It seems like it's pretty regular. Hey, they were just showing a hundred code last night. What's that exactly? So yeah, I think they need a show like this. <laughs> oh. It's amazing you. So you get WGN? No, I saw it in the urgent care. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, just the way you said that. So matter of factly, no, <laughs> I saw it I was in, urgent in the care. urgent care. Well, yeah, like you were saying, it is why because that's how come you have so many Cubs fans all over the country mm-hmm. because of WGN. Fair point. And so, yeah, it's very much widespread. Again, with them, like you just were saying, no, no TV conflicts. I, with, apparently not with the exception of you know cool. well i guess because impact is starting to look at it like this we can't hold our workers to exclusives unless so we're going to give them major money and also you already have lucha underground look at how many stars are on both shows there mm. and i gotta believe you i think wgn has a, a longer reach than larger reach i should say the, than el ray for and sure pop. yeah you think yeah yes. and, and, also, yeah. and also you know yeah go get popular go be seen in front of other people and then come back here it's fine that's all it is you bring that new you bring that new fan base that new viewership over to our, to our products i wonder mm-hmm. if, if wgn they may even have a bigger reach i know ring of honor is currently airing in 38 percent of the country i think that could even wgn's got to be bigger than that again yeah, it's guaranteed so. the cubs fans are all over the country yeah and that's not people that are from chicago Mm-hmm. And they used to show Charles in charge, and people loved that show. Well, I'm not, I'm not that's when we cared about Scott Bayo. Now we don't give a damn about no, the I, Scott Bayo can just go eat all of the wings. But I didn't want to say eat all the dicks. But now, oh, you is that re- okay? Well, I mean, look, I started thinking Buffalo wings, so I'm not sure what you were saying there. Why does Scott Bayo get all the wings? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think it it helps out all the promotions involved. Uh, it's just how the time frame is going to be the possibly the issue. What do you mean? With eight in the morning? Like you no, said. No, that's a great time. Are you kidding me? On what day? Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. You got to remember if, if so you have WGN, you also have a DVR. Or if you have kids, you're going to be up by eight in the morning on a Saturday morning. Okay, likely. so you're, you're, you're looking yeah, for whoever so, watches it watches it at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's true because they do count the DVR ratings as the same now. So. All I know is when Championship Wrestling moved to 4 p.m., just in LA, our ratings spiked like crazy because we were airing at like 1 a.m. prior to that. So 8 a.m., that's a normal relatively normal hour i think that's a great way to do it so i'm guessing it's gonna it's gonna have to be uh family friendly because it is wgn so uh either really way business thing it's probably great ad revenue at that time you gotta believe so yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's good people behind it i know david marquez who who runs championship wrestling he's uh on board as a consultant and producer as well i think so um some exciting stuff happening and and more power to everyone and let's make it great neat yeah Moving on, Matt Riddle has dropped out of Pro Wrestling Guerrilla's Battle of Los Angeles. He was actually a guest on Xbox podcast this week that just went up. Um, you know, he can't talk about it, but there's been a lot of rumors that WWE and New Japan are both strongly interested in him. Mm. And boy, this guy is incredible. I mean, he started off, he was a star at the on the UFC uh, reality competition. And the then, ultimate fighter. Yes, ultimate fighter. Mm-hmm. And then transitioned to pro wrestling like barely four years ago. And he has skyrocketed to a lot of success. 
uh, actually had a tryout with WWE two and a half, three years ago, he said, and they did not sign him. And he said that was the best thing for him because now he's been around the world and he knows how to work in every kind of difficult crowd. Yeah, and that so, stuff's important. Everybody who wants to get there right away, it's just it's not always for the best. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he said. And so we don't know where he's going, but there's definitely something happening if he dropped out of, of BOLA. Good for, for him sure. with a bidding war. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Alex Shelley is officially retiring from in-ring competition, at least according to his social media. Um, you know, great career. Motor City Machine Guns, one of the most underrated tag teams, I think. Uh, Paparazzi Productions, is that what it was? Yeah, they, he did that too, yeah. That stuff was so fun uh, in TNA back in the day with Kevin Nash. Right. Basically, like, pulling the personalities out of all the X Division guys. Mm-hmm. And Alex Shelley was one of those guys that that, that showed. Because uh, he was a guy I did not like before. You know, it was just... When I see a bunch of guys like that, it's like, yeah, you can wrestle well, but you are not fun and interesting You're not to watch. A, because that's a lot. A lot of the guys that when TNA first started, if you weren't the next WWE guy, mm-hmm. you were just a, a, a great wrestler. Yeah. And when you put him and Chris Saban together, at first it was just like the point of the hand, mm-hmm. the point of the hand. It was like, all right, what about what? Where's more of it? And as time went along. The mach- the gun started developing talent as and talent being personality, mm-hmm. and you started like okay, I want to see them more. So I mean, sometimes you just figure, hey, I'm I'm done. Yeah, and he what he's been going for what at least twenty years. He's yes. about thirty five years old now. So yeah, yes, and I believe he has a wrestling school that he really wants to concentrate on. And so you know, he got to that point where physically he probably could still go. I think he does have a final match coming up, or maybe it just happened. I forget. Maybe it was against the Bucks. I'm not sure. But yeah, he has a wrestling school he wants to focus on, and so um, more power to him. I'm predicting when he leaves, his final his final goodbye will he be he'll point at the hand, and then he'll wave goodbye with the hand. I love it. There you go. You, you can have that one, Alex Shelley. That's a free one. Yeah. Scott Norver offering that one up to you. Uh, there's now three official matches for All In. We have Okada versus Marty Skrull. We have Cody versus Nick Aldis for the NWA World's Heavyweight title. And they just added this week, Hangman Page versus Joey Janela. I'm for that. That's a nice card so mm-hmm. far. Yeah, I mean, Cody versus Aldis is going to be really fun. There's going to be a, a spectacular amount of interest in that. And uh, we're only five weeks away from the show. So I'd be gonna... really interested if that match had a special guest referee. Which would be? CM Punk. Uh, well, if anything's probably not possible, but anything's possible. Uh, hey, well, I'm not saying him being in the ring. I'm saying him being a special guest referee. Or sure. him just doing an occasional GTA just to pop a crowd. But, yep. you know. You mean GTS? GTA, or whatever. Like him doing the gameplay of like uh, GTA 5. That sounds like both. Whatever. I'm tired. Did you say the, GTA like I Grand did, Theft I, Auto? I, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> GTS. You know what I meant. You know oh, what I meant. Man. Were you at Urgent Care 2? Uh, no. no I, oh, did you see a hunter code? <laughs> Did you guys watch it together Dominic at Moynihan. separate urgent cares? What the hell is 100 Code, by the way? Dominic Moynihan, he's back. Is it a medical uh, drama? Johnny, you'll never get it. Well, he needs one answer. Dominic we'll Moynihan, who it. I don't... Is that Bridget Moynihan, a, re- a relation person? That's Charlie. Who? Not Penny's boat. He's also pointing his hand who like Alex Shelley. Hell? You're going off <laughs> the rails. Right all around. Who? Right all around for all you Lost fans. Boom. Alex Shelley, Charlie, Who boom. is Penny's boat? It's not Penny's boat. It's not That's Penny's a man's boat. name, Penny's boat? We'll explain it off here. We'll explain well, it off here. I feel like I'm having a Game of Thrones conversation. I'm so what? confused right now. Dragons are coming. God what? damn it. Why the hell did we have to go to Game of 
Because I don't know anything there. Evan Mack actually gave me a Funko Pop of um, one of the stupid Lannisters the other night because he knows I, how much I, I talk shit on Game of Thrones because I've never seen it. And he's like, now you have to travel with this Funko Pop and take a photo everywhere you go and pretend like you're buddies. I'm like, damn it, he bought it for me. Now I have to. Just so. tape it to your shoulder like a little parrot, like you're a pirate. <laughs> and then I, they are a bunch of they're pirate Vikings, I think. Is that what the show is? Uh, pirate so. Vikings? Sure. Pi- Vikings. <laughs> yeah. They're Vikings. Yeah. You know how they do. What? I'm just going to look out the window for the rest of this podcast. I'm just happy I brought uh, uh, Lost and Alex Shelley reference. <laughs> There's together. no doubt you spiked the ratings for 100 code, whatever it is. <laughs> People are now uh, Googling 100 code. Look, I know the 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 listeners on this show went up when I was gone, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Such it. That's not a- true. Uh, it is true. <laughs> no. Sent out. no, I saw the numbers. Oh, you get the, you saw the emails? Yeah. They didn't go up without you, Scott. They, they no, that's exactly what happened. They stayed around the same. Maybe last week they went up a little bit. No, it was a couple weeks ago. Whatever, Scott. And uh, well, lastly. Sure. Because, uh, lastly. <laughs> no, not Lashley, but we will definitely talk about him. Definitely. The Elias EP was released. Did you get it? What? No, I didn't get it. Why not, you dick? I'll listen to I don't because I don't know. Well, I don't have it. Well, you stutter. You stutter. Like, I, 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 I Here, no, here's my issue. Hometown? Here's my issue. No, I, he may have. I don't know. Ooh, don't care for that. Here's my issue. I am getting a little tired with the music industry. And yes, Elias counts now because he released something. It's worldwide. You can't call anything an album unless it's 25 minutes or more. That is the Grammy official category. They're calling his thing an album. It's four songs in 14 minutes. Pusha T puts out a 21-minute mixtape, and him and Kanye are like, this is the best album of the year. It's not an album. First of all, it's not a mixtape. It is an EP. Get it right. Okay, whatever. There's a difference. It's not an album, though. You can't call it an album unless it's at least 25 minutes. What happened to artists? I'm not calling. I'm not saying Elias. (laughs) I'm not saying Elias should go for 45-50. And ladies and gentlemen, we bring you to our segment called Johnny Rants on. I'm so pissed. <laughs> what happened to artists at least putting the time in to do a 45 minute, 50 minute album? Do you want to hear Elias do a 45 minute no, album? No, I'm saying other okay. artists, but why are you calling it an album on Raw when it's 14 minutes long? And granted, it's only $2.99, so kudos to keeping it cheap, but still. Well, I don't think Vince McMahon knows the difference between an album, album and a single EP. and an EP. That's a fair point. So it's probably like, just calling an album. Just call it an album. Uh, but Vince, record out yet? It's not. It's not Remember, John is. Cena had an album, though. Right. That album was a full 12 tracks. And it's good. And it's pretty damn good. Thank Shout you. out Trademark. That's and my Bumpy point. Knuckles. Oh, yeah, love, Bumpy Knuckles, yes. I was a massive friend of Freddie, Fo- Freddie Fox. And then I was like, wait, he's hanging with Cena? Okay. But, I mean, his name is Elias. I'm, and, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying, don't no, call no, it I'm an just, album. I'm just gonna say everything he says when he's sitting on a stool. Yeah. Hello, my name is Elias. You know, just all that. Okay. I want, look, I want one is it. a cover of a Springsteen. One of his songs is a cover of a Springsteen. Oh, song. get out! Is really it funny? Is I, he, I haven't listened like to it, but they ripping? say it's a cover. I'm like, okay. uh, you did a cover of somebody else's song for your quote unquote album. And which one is it? I don't freaking know. It's I don't. I didn't. You can Google it. You got your laptop. I'll look on. it up right damn now. Yeah. Well, hey, we, we've talked about Enzo's garbage. Oh, no, I'm sure Elias is better than anything. Else no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, you know, we've done bonus episodes. Maybe that'll be a bonus episode. Maybe we'll talk about it. We, I mean, if it's only 25 minutes, we can clearly cover yeah. the whole damn thing. It's 14 minutes. I'm sorry. Okay, so we clearly can cover oh, the whole thing. So in that's a book. an album. 14 that's, minutes. That's a hot. Man, that was two tracks back in the 1970s. Okay, these uh, song titles. Uh, number one, The Ballad of Every Town I've Ever Been To. Dot, oh, dot, dot. Boom. Yeah, it covers it all right there. Elias's yeah. Words, Nothing I Can't Do. 
And then I'm assuming the fourth one is maybe the Springsteen cover, Walk With Me. Is that a Springsteen song? No, the third one it's is. Not. It's the third one. Nothing I Can't Do. That sounds like a Springsteen That's song. That's the boss? Yep. Okay. Well, Walk With Me, of course, is in the lights. <laughs> this looks like, I don't know, it looks like a serious thing. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, I'm sure it's got some some gags in there, too. I mean, the first one, every time I've ever been. It's 14 yeah. minutes. He ain't got time enough to have gags we in might, there. We might uh, cover this for a Patreon <laughs> bonus episode. You know what? That might be totally worth it. We, yeah. So. We'll cover We'll cover license. We out. listen to it, and then we just. Yeah. It's 14 minutes. What What's going to kill? Yeah. Fuck it. So it. The Fuck the album. Fuck the album. Fuck the lice. Slimecast News. All right. So a lot to talk about this week. Slammiversary. Um, we'll get to it, but man, I loved that show. I know Scotty, you're a little behind. I'm going to tell you about it, but I know you're going to get excited. I'm glad to have you back because we can actually talk impact in, a, in an enjoyable fashion. Okay. What the fuck? What? You can enjoy it without Scotty being here. Try to say because Jake and you I guys are, don't want to talk about it when when Scotty's not here. Talk about it. I Last said, week, I don't get Dale a chance said to. no. You said no, and Jake. Good. Go- I thought Jake was going to throw up every time I mentioned it. <laughs> Well, you can still have the love in your heart when you talk about it. Don't, I do have love in my don't heart. Don't put this shit on all of I'm us. I'm excited that I can talk about it in a positive fashion without getting it shut down is what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, I don't get a chance to always catch it. No, I'm, I get that. I'm not saying you you were not pooping on it. Dale was certainly pooping on it. It's like talking about your ugly kid. You know, it's I like, don't have my kids are beautiful. Well, exactly. See, and I don't even have kids. That thank God that anyone told you about. Though I'm pretty sure that there's nothing to tell about. They're just Johnny's a virgin. Like, this is my little kid. No, Johnny's a virgin. Huh? What? Johnny's a virgin. That's how you wouldn't know he had kids. Oh, we got to start up another Patreon. <laughs> there's not enough money in the world, Scotty. That's not true. Well, it's a fair point. You need to work with this Vegas company. You'll, you'll we'll get you squared up real quick. Oh boy! So after Raw, we have I guess the main event for SummerSlam. Here's oh, my question ooh, to you guys. Ooh, well, right. <laughs> so wait, there was two matches prior. There were two triple threat matches that were going to set up two matches who to see who would face the winner of that final match would face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Okay, because right. I'm it's Brock. I'm excited. Post UFC stuff, all that. Like that's the so, greatest thing ever. So Suplex City bitch. One of the triple threat matches were Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, and that was Roman. Sure. Ugh. And the no other thanks. one was two other people, can't remember, and Bobby Lashley. Oh. So Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns won their respective matches. Mm-hmm. And then this oh, week on Raw the way Bobby oh. Lashley beat Roman Reigns at, at Extreme Rules. Thank just you. Just so you just so we have that backstory. One on one match. So right away you're thinking, oh, maybe he's already number one contender. No, they did a six man, not tournament, but like two triple threats. And then, like Jay said, it was Bobby versus Roman to see who would face Lesnar because Lesnar finally agreed to defend the title. And Bobby had his sisters in his corner to help him out. He needed them Um, because basically Bobby Lashley did not win this match. Oh, no. <laughs> so, as of now, the main event of SummerSlam. Oh, no. And you sat next to me the last time Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar had a match. Yeah. Is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. As of now. Oh, man. I wanted to go to New York. <laughs> I was excited. Now, here's my question, though. Do okay. we really think this will be the match? Yep. They'll, still, they'll just interject Lashley. So, triple threat. Yeah, but it's still no matter what you keep Roman in that main event. But it's it that's more people were looking for towards Lashley and Lesnar mm-hmm. more than anything else. Were they really? I, well, I'm more than a I'm more than a Reigns okay. Lesnar. Okay. Yeah, because last I saw Lashley, no one was really. People, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, more than oh, no, I mean people more have than, warmed up to Lashley. Yeah, they okay. warmed up now. More, than, but Everybody it's more. It's drawn eyebrows on their heads when he comes out. Tattooed. Uh, 
<laughs> but <laughs> but people were more into Lashley potentially facing Lesnar than having Reigns again, of course, because for past two months we've kept Reigns out of this picture in a sense. Mm-hmm. We've kept Reigns away from this title. You know, we kept him busy with other things. Sure. But somehow, some way, we have circumvented all the way back around to where now we're we are almost at the point where the Barkley Center may burn down <laughs> yeah. during SummerSlam. Uh, I'm going to say this is like a four-way or a six-way. Like, this gets huge. This just gets... W- including Lesnar. Uh, Lesnar, Reigns, and then like four other guys. No matter what, like it, it's gonna be, it's not triple threat. Like they're just gonna go big, and then it's gonna be one of those like, uh, you win it, fine. The, yeah, but actually, no, no Lesnar retains because that's crazy. And then Braun, Braun, oh, let me bring this up now. So this happened on Raw as well, right? Well, actually, the last pay per view, I don't know if you saw this, but Kevin Owens got thrown from the top of a steel cage onto an announcer's table. It was very similar to the Mick Foley Undertaker. Sure, yeah, yeah. and so. Kevin is sick and tired Vince of Braun just likes Strowman. Likes that guy's flying. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's just sick and tired of Braun Strowman beating him up, and he complained to Stephanie, and Stephanie agreed to have the Money in the Bank briefcase on the line at SummerSlam. So you're gonna have Braun versus Kevin Owens. The winner will have that briefcase. So you gotta believe that could be the match that leads off SummerSlam, just to get the interest going. Oh, is someone gonna cash in? I, I think they probably. I think they've just set it up. Kevin Owens may be getting it again. I think they may have set that up. I, I, from the Brock Lesnar stuff, I know I'm late to the party on this. There's, I, it would be absolutely insane if Brock Lesnar loses the title. What do you mean? Well, because Because I know you're going, they want the, him to be UFC champion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Fighting Daniel Cormier. Okay. I get the title. Like why? 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 That's the most mainstream attention you get. They could ever have in their entire life. But they can't fight till January. So? I, also, it's, the odds that's, that's Brock's next match. What no, does it matter? That's true, but I'm saying we already talked about this too. There's a very good shot that Cormier whips his ass. True. So but there's also not. Mm. I mean, it's, no matter it's, what, it's way. It, no matter what, if if that does happen, no matter whether Cormier wins or loses, you still have the UFC heavyweight champion versus the WWE Universal champion. No matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but and it's all it's either because of for the WWE's sake. If Lesnar wins, holy crap. Yeah. They get to go nuts. They get to show up on Raw with both titles. And they they go crazy. And if he loses, great. He shows up to Raw, blames everybody else, loses the title that way, like shakes his fist, comes back in six months and is super pissed off. Like it all works. It's all fine. It's all perfect for them. I mean, I will say this. The, the universe is really sick and tired of Brock Lesnar being champion and not showing up. Now, that's a great way to, because people were cheering Lesnar for the longest time. People are legit booing Lesnar now. They are just sick of him being champion. So, Which is great. That I'm, works. I'm all for pissing fans off. I'm all for making fans wait. <laughs> Clearly, we're in an Aquaman shirt. You know, what, what, people are mad about Aquaman? Well, the old one, that one. No one likes well, that one. Well, well actually, Jason Momoa is going to wear that suit Outfit. in the movie. Yeah. Oh, the... They cut that out of the trailer. Yeah, they showed extra. It's footage. a little surprise they wanted to. Yeah, be. yeah, he actually has it on, and there's no oh, Momoa with t-shirts. blonde hair. No, no, no. He Not has yet. His, we'll get you one. <laughs> he just has his regular hair. All right. Again, so my point is, he's not eligible for UFC fight until the end of January. That's another six months of Brock Lesnar as champion showing up when Survivor Series. Mm, okay, they can pull it off. They could. They they. So, if, it, what with everything on the line, why wouldn't you? 
Like it doesn't. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm yeah. just saying there's going to be. I just meant that as like an overall like. Why wouldn't you? You know, big uproar. I'll tell you that much. I, I think fine. that's the thing. You need that. I think the thing is like Johnny just said. You both are right. It's the uproar from the fans. It's and of course like there was at one point there was this quote unquote online petition and I say quote unquote because I don't think it was real to uh, boycott whatever it was it was. There's think, always that. No one ever does. I know it. that's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No one I mean, does. The these stock things. is at its highest point ever. I, I'm sure the network's doing fine. You have people bitching about it. You'll about watch whatever. SmackDown. You'll watch NXT. Like you're not leaving the WWE universe. No matter yeah. what. Yeah. That's you why I never Raw as a show. But come on, you're not. You're always checking up on it. See what's going on. Yeah, that's why I don't ever really complain because wrestling has peaks and valleys. So I'm gonna watch it regardless because it's my favorite thing on earth and I love it. Yeah, not everything's going to be good, but I'm not going to stop watching unless something really awful yeah. goes down. And if if uh, Roman wins, are you happy then? Everybody else who's mad that Brock doesn't show up, like then Roman's there all the time with it and holds on to it. Like, I'll tell you what, Brooklyn, where, where do you want it to be? I don't know how Brooklyn's going to behave, but I, I can't imagine it's going to be too good. I think that's the biggest thing for me is how does Brooklyn break, behave? Because what... You miss extreme rules. Mm -hmm. And so you miss the fans clearly being drunk as hell after being there for four hours. Oh, they hijacked. The they hijacked event. the main event, which was Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler in a 30 minute Iron Man match. The fans. What the hell is it, happening? It was embarrassing with how bad the people in Pittsburgh acted. I'm talking. Um, oh, so you see the Iron Man clock going yeah. down. Every single minute for the final 10 seconds, the crowd started chanting 10. Deal with the Royal Rumble countdown. It was so bad, they took the clock off at one point, which only made the fans that much more annoyed, and then they got even louder. They started counting on their own. Then the last five minutes, they put the clock back up. Rollins actually tweeted after the match, 10, 9, 8, 7. Like, he was very frustrated. He said he could tell Ziggler was visually pissed off, and it affected his performance, too. You know what's crazy? I, I've been thinking about that sort of stuff lately, and I think the real problem is now, like, I used to be mad at the fans. Now I'm mad at the, I guess not the wrestlers, but the system in place. Like, you can't let them do that anymore. They're, they're going to do it. They want the yeah. attention. Yeah. They want to take over. And ultimately, it always boils down to they want the interaction. They, you know, I used to love going to shows. I used to love going to house shows and yelling at the wrestlers and wanting them to do something back. Mm. And they did. And that was satisfying, fulfilling. Can't go to a stand-up show and let... And have the crowd just heckle, heckle, heckle. <sighs> and then if the if the stand-up doesn't do anything, that it's an okay show. You want that stand-up to shut them down and continue on with the show. Right. I want these wrestlers to do something about this. I last week referenced the, I forgot who he was working, but it was a, tri a Triple H match. And the fans were saying something in the front row. And Hunter literally turned to them and said, shut the hell up. I'm trying to work. Because it got to the point it was just so overbearing. And sometimes or, from what a lot of my friends who are workers, they will say that if crowd is being either unruly or just horribly apathetic, you stop and you do nothing. Yeah. Until they start behaving. Yeah. you Or you control them. You wrangle that crowd. They're there to see you. You, you do what you need to do to put them in their place. And there are plenty of guys that I know that can do that. And they should be allowed to start doing that. Mm -hmm. Any of this like, nope, you have to. This is this is A, B, and C. You have to do all those things and nothing in between. Enough of that. We're done with that now. This crowds, these crowds are too out of control. It's time for you guys to and control I, that. And I think part of it is the fact you have four-plus-hour pay-per-views. It gives an extra hour for people to get drunk and stupid. And yeah. so now we're going into all of these things we've just said into a match, potentially, if it stays the way it's booked, 
that the universe, those fans, have already expressed a lot of disinterest in, if you right. want to say for lack of better words. Yep. That could that match being like that on the third biggest pay-per-view of the year is a recipe for disaster. And I think I said it either here or I was talking to somebody that potentially, not saying it will, potentially can end like the old WCW Monday Nitros. Oh boy. When fans yeah. were trashing the ring at this, if they're hijacking pay-per-views and main events like that, because they've been, it's been progressively getting worse. Ever mm-hmm. since they went to four hours for every pay per view, it's been doing that, it's, and it's been getting worse. And that's what's and, crazy. That's that's still energy and enthusiasm. Like they want to be there. They're not leaving, right. and it's like you you gotta now feed back into it. You gotta you gotta override them. It's it's what it comes down to. Yeah, and I, also people think it's simple. My my solution is you put the pay per views back to two hours and 45 minutes unless it's WrestleMania or a bigger one. People think that's a simple solution. That's because it is. That extra hour makes such a big difference of human behavior. Like SummerSlam should be the four-hour one. Yeah, sure. It's it's one of the four. But no Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Those are the only ones that should be four hours. Yes. At minimum. I'd even argue that a couple of them could be less, but yeah. Well, I mean, those are considered... I I say just because those are the big ones. Mm -hmm. But I agree, but it's just that now with all of these co-branded pay-per-views, all of them are four hours. We're just progressively going to watch these main events unless it's who who do you think should be in the main event? And at this point, it doesn't even matter because you had two people who can main event a show in Ziggler and Rollins. And this was the match everyone wanted to main event, the well, fans. And this is something that Tony Schiavone talked about on his podcast uh, you know, a year or two ago, saying the demise of WCW was they did too much, was Thunder. Like they had too much show. They had a three hour nitro. Oh yeah. And then they had Thunder. And then there was the pay per views. Like they just did too much. WWE's all in that now. Like yep. there's so much. So anything special where it's like, hey, this one's really special. It's gonna be four hours. Like we've already watched six hours of TV this week alone. I remember I forget who told the story when they got the phone call that WCW was adding a second show. Gosh, was it it wasn't Russo. Whoever was in charge. They thought right away, like, oh, no, we're doomed. And eventually the Shiv- second show started to. Shivani definitely uh, maybe was, that was, was Shiv- of that voice. Maybe it was saying, him. like, you know, that's it. It's over. Right away he knew. Mm-hmm. But you have an entity like the WWE that feels like, well, we have this gigantic international global fan base that, quote, unquote, is clamoring for more content from us. So we have to keep giving them wrestling content as much as we can potentially give them all week. Because, yeah, we've got Raw, SmackDown, NXT, main event, superstars. And but what's might- crazy is it's not it's not like, oh, cool, let's give them another hour show. It's, oh, let's give them a three-hour show. Let's give them a four-hour show. Like, yeah. No, 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 more content can just oh, I'm be sorry, like 205 have, Live. I have to add that in, too. Yeah, like you have another thing, and it doesn't have to be extended my afternoon or my <laughs> evening. Yeah. Like you can give me <laughs> another like me piece of content. Until my three in the morning. <laughs> Right. Yeah. A new comic book comes out every week. It's 20 pages, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go like, great. I got my 20 pages. Cool. I, I yeah. finished that. I can get another one. That's like your get NXT. One. Boom. One hour. Feels good. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. And it's, hey, we got another show. Hey, we got a little special. It doesn't have to be huge. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of huge, we now have an uh, opponent for AJ Styles at SummerSlam. It's going to be Samoa Joe. <sighs> and Joe put him to sleep on SmackDown. It was I actually like how it happened. The uh it was styles came out to the ring to sign the contract. Uh, Paige was about to reveal his opponent. Then Ellsworth came down and did Ellsworth. 
Page got annoyed, fired him, and they carried him to the back. And then while that was going on, Joe snuck up behind AJ and and clutched him to sleep and then signed the contract. There was a segment with mm-hmm. Ellsworth, Styles, and Joe. Yep. My God. And then he <laughs> J- Ellsworth got fired. I don't know. That's I'm sure it's not going to stick. But hey, Page is the general manager. There is no Shane McMahon seemingly has been almost out the picture since Page's announcement. Yeah, because Paige can handle herself. Exactly. So it's like, I think hopefully this will stick. And I got to be honest, I was shocked they brought Ellsworth back. So I know this cannot be a long-term deal. We've all said that. But I just, my issue with AJ's opponents aren't, is the WWE booking. Because it's already been said by Vince, he's not taking that belt off AJ anytime soon. How's it? Why? Vince McMahon loves AJ Styles. He's not taking he the called, belt. Uh, he called Jay up. Everyone. <laughs> he said he said his full name. Yeah. Because Vince McMahon knows Jay's full name. Government name. Called him up. Yeah. But no, Vince, it's been, it's been reported off. that Vince said he's not taking the belt off AJ Styles anytime soon. Well, to be honest, well, it's, it's a shame that that came out, but AJ could be champion as long as he wants to, as far as I'm concerned. He is the best on earth. I, I have no problem with that. AJ is amazing. But somebody like Joe, and then they won't be, a, somebody like Joe who can rightfully hold a belt. But also, they won't be allowed to go and have the reins off, no pun intended, like they should, like we did, like we saw with AJ and Shinsuke went. You had to wait till you got all the way to damn near last man standing to allow them to go. Mm-hmm. And it won't be like, because well, we know the two of them can still go as if they are in their peak, in their prime. So I, that's just the hesitation for me. I, it's a great match. I've seen it before. I've had the pleasure of seeing it in person. You got to remember, though, things can always change. Whatever that rumor is might not actually be a thing. Vince McMahon called Jay. <laughs> what? Hey, uh, you're in urgent care still? Okay. Uh, Did you see 100? 100, uh, 100 code? What's it? What's it called? <laughs> Hold what on. That? 100 code. Hold that on. Mo- Briscoe's over here for me. What do you want? Uh, that Des Moines guy. Uh, that was a good show. Not Patty's boat. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Becky Lynch is the official number one contender to Carmella's title. She defeated her last night, who's also our friend of the show and special guest, which is great. And, um, well, Scotty, before we move on from WWE, I don't know how to explain this to you. Okay. Bailey and Sasha Banks are still a thing. They've gone back and forth about 19 Jay's times. So upset. Well, it's, it's, it's weird. Therapy worked. You, no therapy worked. So the, the complaint of uh, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe not being able to go until like they get further in the feud. Is that not the case with Sasha and Bailey? Look, they're not getting to go. I mean, look, we've, we've done everything with them too. At not this necessarily. At NXT, they cage. did. We haven't done what last woman standing. Also, I think you may have missed this. Were you around when Dr. Shelby came back? No. Yeah. Man. They brought Dr. Shelby. They've been in therapy. What? They sure did. They sent him to therapy uh, with Dr. Shelby. <laughs> was Harold there? No, Harold was not. Harold's busy right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Harold's under contract. I like to say the way Scotty's face lit up when he was like, oh. Yeah. I was really James excited. Ellsworth and Dr. Shelby have come back? I was very excited to reveal Dr. Shelby. Jake, you lied to me. You said I didn't miss anything. <laughs> You're a liar. Yeah, so uh, that happened. They've gone back and forth. And actually, Bailey viciously attacked Sasha about three weeks ago. To where it was like, yo, you've never seen Bailey like this before. And she then turned heel and do a bear hug as a finisher? It was very similar. that needs to happen. It was very similar. Okay. And then the next week, Sasha was like, I never show my emotions, but I love you, okay? And then she walked away. And then yesterday, all of a sudden, they basically had, they made up. They had a tag match. Sasha came out wearing Bailey's jacket, and everything is good. So I got to believe this is actually leading to not, not necessarily SummerSlam, 
I think this last night I feel like it was a new beginning leading towards a massive match at Evolution. Oh, in my okay. Opinion, that's a few more months to tell the story. I think maybe they're a team at SummerSlam or something. I don't know. But eventually I think someone turns and it becomes one of the headlining matches at Do Evolution. you think they could be spinning it finally for Bailey to turn? Well, they certainly tried a couple weeks ago, yeah. But I, I think that's going to be one of the big matches at Evolution for sure. Who would you turn, Johnny, of the two? I mean, going easy, into Evolution, if you if you were to have that be a marquee matchup, I mean, the easy answer is Sasha because she's already done it and she's been pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. And Sasha's just not very likable to begin with. But as a human being, you just hate the color purple. As a human being, oh, you mean the movie? The movie? It's a lovely film, Scott. <laughs> well. I don't know. It, it means a lot to a lot of people. Anything. You're so, damn right. It means a lot. Right yes, it does. How dare you? How dare you disrespect that. the color purple? Yeah, don't no. you do that. Steven Spielberg's greatest work. Yeah. Yeah. It's his story. Well, that's who Oprah plays. It's his story. It's yeah. not his. From childhood. Oh, I don't think Steve Spielberg was a black man, at the, a black person after the Civil War. Clearly, you don't know anything about oh, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. He's okay. a time traveler. But I've seen it on YouTube. Okay. All right. There's an info. I mean, you, so you got to give Bailey a shot. That one night she did it. Boy, it sure got a reaction from everyone. I hope they've been working on her heel gear. Like, it's right. It's got to change. It's got to change. That's what I'm The moment you do it, like, I want her to take the ponytail out, do different, like, completely. Pigtails. All right. Thanks, Evil guys, pigtails. Thanks guys. I, I've been, I've been Jay Watts. I'm going to get up out of here. <laughs> yeah. So that's happening as well. That, that, more or less catches you up to speed. All right. Yeah. All right. So um, NXT this past week, uh, not a whole lot went on. Actually, a couple cool things. Uh, Kari Sane defeated Nikki Cross and Candice LeRae in a triple threat. Uh, Bianca Belair was actually injured. So now Kari Sane is the uh, number one contender to Shayna Baszler, which I believe is going to be um, at TakeOver. By the way, yeah. did you pay attention to all of the talent that was there on Raw when Stephanie made the announcement? Yeah, it was every, every brand. Yeah. Right. It was like it was select people that were representatives of each brand. Cause like I saw Nikki cross there and I was like, wait, what? it was, I thought it was every woman from all three. No, brands. no, it wasn't everyone. Oh, and I was like, it was certain ones. And I'm like, cause it was a lot of SmackDown women, mm-hmm. but it was certain, you know, very few NXTs. But when I saw Nikki cross, I was like, wait, is she going? She had been doing dark matches for SmackDown. I'd heard, but I'm like, are they about I to mean, bring to me? I don't sanity is not really getting over on SmackDown. I, I don't think due to any fault of their own, I think Sanity needed way more vignettes and way more creativity behind them before debuting, in my opinion. But Nikki Cross is is the gasoline in Sanity, to be honest with you. Okay, in my yeah, I agree. As I much agree as I love me some Eric Young, Eric Young is still at his best when he's funny. Yes. Um. So I think Nikki Cross is the gasoline for that tank. Okay, I agree with that. I also, I mean, I think what's happening with Sanity goes to one of my thoughts constantly, and it's going to sound messed up saying it, Every gimmick in NXT does not translate well to the main roster. Not everyone, no, no. What? Not TKM six one four nine two. Well, they're actually doing pretty well now. Oh, really? They've gone heel, and they're actually they're very interesting. You mean the War Raiders? What? That's not the War Raiders are not going to. Yeah, because like AOP is there, and it's like we're struggling trying to get o- with AOP. Mm-hmm. You they know, were, they were off TV for a few months. So, but I'm just saying. So, like when you see the different women, when you see a Nikki Cross, and because we were talking about NXT, it's like. Are they thinking of bringing her up? And if so, after what you just said about Sanity, does she go up to Raw? Um, no, I, I would say she would show up with Sanity and maybe as a surprise. Look, I trust Nikki Cross to do anything. I think she can get over in front I'm, of I'm not. Crowd. I'm not saying she can't. She's yeah. she's proven she can, especially when she had to do everything she's had to do on her own mm-hmm. since Sanity got the call up. Right. So it's but it's just seeing her there at that moment. 
And when we're talking about NXT, it's like, oh, is she on? Is she on her way up soon? Maybe she's joining the corporation, mm. the corporate ministry, the crazy corporation. I don't know. I couldn't. I was you know, almost nailed it. <laughs> and also, uh, Lacey Evans, man, she is legit. She is powerful. She's tall. She is ex-military. I mean, she she's gonna be. She's already really good. Are you so, talking about for your future bride to be? Uh, no, I believe she's. Uh, I want to say she's probably taken. Fighting. What if she isn't though? Call uh, up Liam so, Neeson. He can take her back. Still gonna go with no. <laughs> we got to talk Slam Anniversary. So Scotty, I know. Gosh, I wish you could have seen this. I do hope you watch it. Okay. I really think you'd enjoy it. From start to finish, it really built match by match. I thought the match card was set perfectly. Okay. And I'm just going to go over the highlights with you. Sure. Um, Hit me with the highlights. Well, you got Brian Cage now is the new X Division champion. Him and Matt Slidell. Sure, because you can't stop that guy. Nope, you sure can't. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, Sue Young defeated Madison Rain and then threw her in a coffin afterwards. Um, Sue Young's presentation has been incredible since showing up on, on Impact. She finally turned towards the camera at all? I'm sorry, what? She never turns towards the camera. It bugs me. Who, Sue Young? Yeah. She didn't need to. She's got like nine dead bridesmaids with her and stuff. She goes to all that work with all that makeup, and then you never see her face. It's like, all right, you're that saying she doesn't look in the camera like all scary, like yeah. I mean, that's a fair argument. She probably should. Yeah, I think I think that's the, that's the one misfire on her as a performer. But in Sue Young's character, she could be that character might not even realize or give a damn that a camera's in front of her. Well, marketing. I got to see the girl's face. Well, to know I'm terrified. Boogeyman never had that problem. Well, you see her face a lot in the video. Happy belated birthday to the Boogeyman. Oh, yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, Boogeyman. Well, I assume uh, always happy belated birthday to the Boogeyman. It just happened. It just happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's coming to get you. Hey, happy future birthday to you, sir. Oh, when? Oh, thank you. When? Did you say when? <laughs> when? <laughs> Holy shit, that kombucha isn't working. It's been a fast-paced year, guys. When? It's been a very I fast... I don't know. Were you lying? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh oh, hot air balloons leaking air. Uh, Dummy, yeah. 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 No, you're right. The birthday is uh I know I literally just didn't I haven't thought about it, but yeah, it's it's coming. You got a Facebook thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, happy future birthday. When? Uh, it's in when, two weeks. When it occurs? No, it's a, it's oh, next week, week actually. It is, yeah, now it is. Next it's week. <laughs> Jesus just Oh, you know what's funny? You'll love this. Uh, I got a casting notice. You know how Dolomite is officially filming in L.A.? Yeah. Eddie Murphy's going to be Dolomite, and I'm obsessed with Dolomite. They, that's I got why a, me and you were friends. This is why we're friends. They I was like, wondering what it was. That's, that's all it is, just Dolomite. Just Dolomite. I, so there's a casting notice that was on L.A. casting looking for extras who could play junkies. <laughs> you best believe I submitted for that. And it's shooting on my birthday. I said, yo, that'd be the greatest birthday ever if I could play a background junkie on Dolomite. Just to say that I was on the set of Dolomite. I saw Rudy Ray Moore perform live in Philly. I got him to autograph my poster. I met him. Just to say that I was in the Dolomite reboot or whatever it is on my birthday playing a junkie would be the greatest thing ever. I just want junkie to be Laquasto. I just want to be the next comic to have to bring you on stage of the show. All right, y'all, come at the stage. Our next comic, you seeing the mask, crackhead number four, and Dolomite, please. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Junkie <laughs> Laquasto. You saw him as the new hamburger pimp. Give it up. 
<laughs> May your dreams come true. Man, I really hope I get chosen. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to. We need to get you a birthday cake sooner rather than later so you can blow but, out that candle. But uh, I think you going to have candles, Scott. You can't, because of what he wants to do, they got to be all crack pipes. Right. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know where to get those. <laughs> I'm just, makeshift crack pipes. Not so I really hope it happens. I'm not a DIY guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't even know how this veered off into that. Uh, cameras leading to oh I, w- I wish you had your future birthday oh yeah that's what and it was. you had a Alzheimer's attack <laughs> which are becoming more frequent um, yes so Sue Young defended the title uh, oh Allie and Tessa Blanchard had a fight it was a really good match okay I could yeah, see that a lot of fun for sure uh, Johnny Impact won a fatal four way which was you know it, it oh, kicked so off three the, people died uh, yeah kicked off the show a lot of jumpy stuff okay a lot of fun there uh, let's see. Um, Eddie Edwards defeated Tommy Dreamer. What? They and, were buddies. Well, oh, no, it got ugly the past couple of months. Um, oh. Dreamer became, uh, I'm sorry, Eddie became obsessed with Dreamer, thinking that Dreamer was was trying to, I don't I don't really get that, to be honest with you. Okay. And then, but it, the, it's sort of the Mick Foley role that he's playing where it's he's trying to help guide somebody, and uh, Eddie's like, no. And the, the funny thing is, it never really, um, it never really finished with him and Sammy Callahan. So I don't know if that's going to go back to that. Okay. Because Sammy started feuding with Pentagon Jr. And they had a oh. hair versus mask match. Yo, it got cra- At one point, it got very bloody, as you can imagine. Sure. At one point, uh, Sammy had like um, a metal spike. Pentagon got it and just put it in his head and took Sammy's baseball bat and just hammered it. Oh my god! It didn't stick in the head, but yeah. But this is the this is the match I want to see. But I'll say this: people can say what they want about Sammy Callahan, and believe me, people say plenty of things. Nobody commits more in professional wrestling than Sammy Callahan. There were multiple good. times during this match where he was literally foaming at the mouth in fury. Yeah, you don't That's see rad. anyone doing. He's that. He's been doing that for years since I had the pleasure of working with him when he was tagging with Michael Elgin. They were doing a grits and gravy tag team, and he's always been dedicated to what he does. Yeah. Well, he got bit by a dog. I mean, he got the rabies. It could be. Maybe the same pit bull. Could be. Scotty, you, you're not you, you, ain't, you ain't rabbit, are you? Please don't stop. Uh, James Ellsworth. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so that that match was incredible. That was the semi-main, and Aries and Moose had to follow that, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, this is not, not going to be easy. Yeah. They did it, though. Just a regular, straight-up match. The way that I was so impressed that there's such a contrast in styles and size. Yeah. Moose and really impressed me. He did some stuff that I didn't think a man his size can do. That's good because Moose is one of those guys like Samoa Joe had that reputation in TNA. It felt like where I think Jarrett called him out on it on camera at one point where it's like when you care, you're you're great. And mm. when you don't, you're not like Joe definitely had that. And I feel like Moose is that guy that has it, too. It's like. When you want to turn it on, you do. And then the other times it's like, yeah, whatever. It's day work. Don't care. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that. He he turned it up. They knocked it out of the park. Um, it got to a point where Aries went for the title and grabbed it. But then Curtis Granderson, who's a pro baseball player, was supposed to be just at ringside. He hopped up on the apron, took the title back from Aries. Uh, Moose went for the pin. Uh, Aries kicked out. And then I forget something else happened. And Aries hit the brain buster uh, for the win. So Aries retained. What happened to the baseball player? I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then also D'Angelo Williams came back last week. What? Yes, I don't oh, that's know awesome. what his plan is, but uh, he also is a friend of Moose. Moose is friends with all the athletes. Now. Yeah, D'Angelo Williams, big fan of that guy. He's he he had one of the best. I mean, Ronda Rousey, arguably, arguably, probably uh, showed him up for debut pro wrestling matches, being an athlete. Mm-hmm. But his match was killer. 
It was great. Now, I will say this. He should not have gotten in the ring with Austin Aries last week because Aries owned him on the mic real bad. Whoa. Which, of course he would. He should have had a baseball player in his corner. And that would have helped. Help him out on the mic. That would have helped. Swing and a miss. And, uh, yeah. Both but, gents are checking their cell phones right now as we talk Impact Wrestling. That's a, that's so they don't oh, want to I'm, I'm, I'm just doing some recon research on D'Angelo Williams and Impact. That's all. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, Aries and Moose, great main event. Aries retains, and now they're in the middle of tapings uh, right now. So hopefully they're they're in going Canada, fantastic. Yes, I I don't know. Well, I mean, the main event was in. I'm sorry, the pay per view was in Canada. I would assume the tapings are there. Yeah, I would assume so too. I don't, I don't think they they pulled everything up and then went somewhere else. Yeah, they tend so, to just stay there and just knock out a bunch. Uh, but no, Slammiversary was was kudos to everyone for pulling it off. It was really good start to finish. Enjoyed the holy heck out of it. And it wasn't horribly long. It was under three hours. Whoa, who'd have thunk it? I know. Well, good for them. Good good showing. Yeah, Hopefully see, the listeners gave it a, a chance as well and enjoyed it. You're going to dig when you get back into it and, and maybe you slowly kind of catch up. But I think you watched Slammiversary. And they did a great job of recapping every story. There was a really good little um, two, three minute segment prior to every match. So if you're behind, you can watch them be like, oh, I get it. All right. That's always good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of great and good and, and fantastic, should we get to our special guest? Yes, yes, we should. All right. Well, enjoy myself and Dale Rutledge with Becky Lynch. Okay. We are here at San Diego Comic Con 2018 in the back of the boom booth with the lovely Becky Lynch. How's it going? Oh, it's great. Thank you for having me on. Becoming a bit of a tradition now, eh? Yes, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that the streak stays alive, <laughs> so every year I'm like, what else can I do? Guys, keep bringing me back because I love it here. <laughs> yeah, that's Absolutely always fun. Yes. Speaking of fun, though, I, we're going to have to get a picture with this jacket. Yes, I'm wearing teddy bears on my arms. I have a, a jacket that I saw uh, online about... Three years ago. Really? Okay. Three years ago. And I uh, I had to get it. Today I took the tags off. No. It's sat in your closet that long? It sat in my closet. And I have never actually worn it out. But I'm like, oh, I'm at Comic-Con. <laughs> if not Finally. now. Finally. <laughs> then if not now, then never. Then never. <laughs> this was the only spot. So, yeah, I'm glad I got to dust it it's off. It's awesome. I think it's entrance ramp worthy, honestly. Oh, I mean, really? it's, it's so? up there. Yeah, it is very bubblegum. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe. It almost feels like you could be a comic book villain because the bears could actually shoot lasers out when least expected. Like were bears. Yeah. Do you remember the yes, were bears? Yes. Oh, I freaking love them. You come out and obviously you're a fan favorite. Everyone loves you. It's bright colors, and all of a sudden, boom! There goes a couple of heads, and the lasers just. You know, I'm thinking dark. I yeah, very dark. <laughs> very dark. I mean, I was thinking maybe some mist. You know, oh, that's like, probably yeah, yeah, yeah a la the great Muda. You know, maybe miss. You're like, look at my cute jacket. Yes, oh, mm-hmm. right in the eyes of my mm-hmm. opponent. One, two, three. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. You could think of a pun that works with it. I'm sure. Absolutely. So. Um, Don't put it on the spot for yeah, puns. Like, I'm saying like, it's, I guess they this would be naturally. the right to bear arms. Hey, I suppose. What right. you know what I'm saying? That's it, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much. No. All right. <laughs> So let's talk about uh, Mattel a little bit. You were at the uh, panel yesterday. I heard the funniest quote. There was a little girl sitting behind me, and when it was over, she got up and said, I have no idea what this panel was about, but I had so much fun. Oh, <laughs> what a little legend. Yes, it was wonderful. It was super cool. It was really great because um, I've never gotten to do a panel with Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, uh-huh. and their uh, relationship was just so entertaining Absolutely. to me. Yeah. such great friends, so enthusiastic about the product, so happy to be there. And just every line that came out of their mouths, 
absolutely hilarious. You can tell that they are collectors and the best of friends. The for best. Sure. It yeah. was really cute. Absolutely. I love that, that he's uh, Hawkins has embraced his losing streak so well. So well. <laughs> and when somebody said, "Who would, who would, uh, who would you like to be the person that you break the streak against?" And he was like, "Well, Brock Lesnar." Brock Lesnar, obviously. <laughs> I was like, "That was wonderful. That was wonderful. Such a great answer." Which actually could happen. It could be against Lesnar, and Lesnar doesn't show up. He wins via countout. So I mean, uh, oh yes, okay. of course. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, yeah, I like that booking. That, I like was, that, that booking. was another question that somebody asked. Who who would you like to bring back to the WWE? That's that's gone. And somebody said Brock Lesnar. <laughs> It was somebody from the crowd, but I thought it was that, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you have a few figures of yourself now at this point, right? A couple. Yeah. And a doll. Yes. What's your favorite? Dolls. Do you have a favorite? Dolls. 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 Um, so uh, so the, the, my favorite is going to be, for just sentimental reasons, is the one where I have the championship. Um, oh, of course, yeah. Just because, you know, it's, it's such a, a mark in time. And, like, there's several things that you want to accomplish in your WWE career. One of them was obviously having an action figure. One of them is obviously having a championship. So to uh, combine the two, well, that's just... Yeah, I Come mean, on now. You've done it. Come on now. <laughs> what is this life? What a time to be alive. Pretty soon, sentimental is going to become reality once again. Oh. Am I right? Uh, you are You are 100% right. See? 100% right. I've got another little hurdle to jump uh, jump over next week, or not even next week, in four days. Just a few days, yeah. Four yep. days from now. Once I jump over that hurdle, boom, SummerSlam. Done. Here we come. Somebody's arm is getting broken, and that somebody's arm is Carmilla. Well, <laughs> it shouldn't take that much. Um, I have a question, because this is something I always want to ask you. It's a life question. So... Your life fascinates me. So you essentially left professional wrestling for seven years? Seven years, yeah. So during that time, obviously, you, you were totally outside of chase. We're all dream chasers. That's why we're here. Yes. And you left for seven years. That's not like a, a six-month thing where you still think about your dream every day. When you're gone for seven years, did you go through periods to where you didn't even think about wrestling? or think like you just Was it just a routine you got back into? Were you comfortable and just not satisfied? Like, kind of take me through what that seven years was like in a way. That's a freaking wonderful question. Um, especially the beginning was was pure depression for maybe three years. And it was like... Um, well, what brought you out of uh, wrestling? Just... Um, so Injury, okay. life things. I was so young. I was... And you've got to uh, understand that I was 18, 19, left home, over in Canada, over in America. No real... Um, and this is such a an, a unique uh, industry, right? Where there's n not necessarily um, a step by step system of when you're going to get to there's wherever. No <laughs> there's no path, and yeah. you just go out and you hope for the best. And um, at, w at one stage, uh, I got uh, I got hurt, but my mom was begging me to to stop, and you know she she was worried. Of course, she'd be worried. I'm 19. I'm going all over the place. I've got nobody looking out for me. And, uh, and and what's my life going to look like? And it's it's funny because I've written journals my whole life. And I remember, and not even I remember, but I opened up a journal from when I was 19. And I wrote, I've been living in a dream world. And it's time for me to join the rest of society oh, wow. and reality and get a real job and settle down at 19. That's so sad. So for, so for years then, I was trying to conform to what I thought I should be doing. And I remember I was working as a flight attendant. And to be fair, that's what most people do. Yes, yeah. it is. But like I, there was still something in me that felt like I was 
meant to do more and that I had more to give and more inside me and just felt trapped. I felt like I'd burned my bridges with wrestling that I could never go back because I I just was confused and I'd bailed and I couldn't face anything. I couldn't face the world of wrestling. I couldn't watch it. Um, and uh, I, was just, I was just sad. I was sad and I tried to do anything that I thought that I wanted to do to um, that would ignite that passion. So during that seven years, it was almost like you were in kind of a denial. You were trying to make yourself be happy when in actuality... That wasn't the case. Absolutely. And I would uh, I would even consider going back wrestling and I would go down for a class and then with my schedule wouldn't be able to, to continue it. And, and then it was just, I, I didn't know where I was going and I couldn't figure it out. And I knew I was unsatisfied at points. I was happy. I was enjoying my life like I was doing cool enough things, but there was always just that part that never felt like I was, uh, it felt like I was... Like I was pushing everything. I was always pushing as opposed to being pulled. And as soon as my friend said, hey, have you ever considered going for WWE tryout? And it just felt like, whoo, like, like uh, I just got lifted right back up. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. And even when there was times, and there was times in NXT where I was worried about getting fired constantly. I would imagine that's and an eggshell kind of, it can be a lot, you know. Oh, absolutely. And especially at the time. And I had no confidence. I had to rebuild myself from ground zero. I, I, I had nothing. I, I just had no faith in myself. Um, and, uh, and I had to really learn that. And Dusty Rhodes was just such an, uh, an important part of that, of building up my confidence. Because even though I felt physically like I've never really been an athlete, that's something that I've kind of learned. So the athletic part was really hard for me, but the, the talking ability and the ability to be a character that, that I had been studying. And, and that was one thing that I was constantly working at when I was outside of the wrestling world. So that was something that he encouraged. And without his support, I don't know that I would be here today. Um, so it was just, it was learning that. And I can't remember what the question was, but this is great. No, I just, Thank yes. you for being so open because obviously you're, you're a motivation to a lot of people because a lot of people, they, they start chasing the dream, they continue, they work their way up, and boom, they hit it. You took a long time off, and you went back. Like you said ground zero. That's a very – your story is incredibly motivating, I, and it's very inspiring. I think my point – I remember my point when you started saying that was that, um, was that even when it was really tough and I would cry most days, mm-hmm. most days I would cry, most days I would cry, but it never felt like it was the wrong thing. It was like, this is really hard. And this is the hard that they talk about. And do you remember the My Sacrifice videos? Sure. Yeah. Do you remember those My Sacrifice videos with the Creed? And, and, and Stone Cold was yes. talking. And he says, um, uh, he's like, and, and I... All those sacrifices, I wouldn't yep. give none of them back to you because they made me what I am today. The show that I'm I call matches for, we often talk about like, hey, you having your, my sacrifice match tonight? Yeah, man, my sacrifice all day. Yes, we always talk exactly. About that. <laughs> those videos were so motivational and so inspirational. It was always one of those things that I went back to and I was like, this is the my sacrifice moment. Like when you're like, and I was poor, cars kept breaking down on me, my teeth freaking needed root canals and this was all when i was in nxt and it's, it's a whole long story but but one thing kept happening after the other and i was broke and i wasn't good in the ring and i wasn't able to find a character and then you just keep pushing through you just keep pushing through and eventually 
eventually you get there. It's incredible. Thanks for being so honest. That's, no, that's really no. great. I Thanks. wanted to ask that. I told Dale, I'm like, I got to ask this question because I know your life story is pretty incredible. So, Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Speaking of pushing through, last year uh, you were kind of pushing uh, the women's tag division. Is that something that is uh, still being talked about? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Um, and I'm constantly thinking about it and brainstorming and uh, pitching for it. Um, and even if I'm involved or not, I just think it would be a wonderful step in the, uh, in, in the women's progression. Um, and when I say involved in it, I, I don't. I mean, I'm going after the championship right, right. now, right? So, so that's where I want to be. Um, but in the future, I would love to see it, especially when we have all these women, the May Young Classic, and we've got so many girls. In Getting the such team. a deep roster now for the women's side. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we still have, um, we still have a shallow side on, not, not shallow. As, as in, I just mean there's few uh, women on either side, Raw and SmackDown. What, what do we have? Like eight to ten of, of either on side, the active, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of tricky to do a tag title and a women's title. Right. But if we combine and we're able to go through uh-huh. all the different things and then it connects, I mean, of course, the, I just I don't know if that's going to be possible. You have co-branded pay-per-views, so you could have one women's tag team title. And also, now the company seems to be more open than ever to actually bringing in talent that isn't necessarily under contract. And it's providing op- it's making wrestling so much better. You have people who maybe they don't get a contract, but guess what? They were in the May Young Classic or the Cruiserweight class, and all of a sudden, now they have a higher name. It's just Absolutely. making everything better. Yeah, exactly. And then we just keep rolling, and I think it's a great way for them to get a better name if they're working with people on the main roster that um, that people know, say if it was myself and Charlotte or, or whoever else yeah. it is. Prop and them up. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and then it props them up, and we give a good storyline. Why did we care about them? And, and they're off to the races. Who would you idealistically see yourself tagging with oh charlotte 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 yeah. charlotte, charlotte. So you it's can so tag hard and to have say. tea yes exactly <laughs> you know it's the old t generation x thing but um would she wear this jacket would she wear i don't know i, I think she might be a little bit too regal for it <laughs> but i think that's a juxtaposition between the two of us you know she's the straight woman i'm the you know the crazy Funky. foreigner yeah, yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much for your time oh, it's always a pleasure you. to see you and enjoy the rest of the con. You got any your eyes set on anything else? So I, 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 I actually uh, have to bolt pretty soon. Uh, so um, yes, but I think I'm going over to the Marvel booth and oh, nice. um, I'll wander around a little bit until until I got a skedaddle. I love that uh, you were and Xavier were over at the uh, Petco Park thing yesterday. That throwback photo of the two of you that did you see that he posted? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Go check it out online if you haven't seen it. It is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I had yeah. forgotten Xavier with a mustache just cracked me up also. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. hilarious regardless. Everything he does is funny. But yeah, a mustache, on board. Absolutely. And just what a great human. And I just love what he does. Everything with up, up, down, down. 100%. He's yeah. So entertaining. I'll be seeing him at the Funko party later tonight. Oh, so yes. You're going yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm going to miss it, unfortunately. But I hope you have an Next amazing year. time. Next year. Next year. Next year. Because I'll be here every year. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brett. Sign a petition. <laughs> Thank you so much to Becky Lynch for joining us, and we can't wait to see her become the new champion at SummerSlam. Should we take some uh, Compadre's phone calls before we close out? I think we should. We have okay. people calling left and right. So Wrestling many. Compadres. Especially next week when they have to guess Jay's name. Oh, yeah. Please, please call on that, everybody. Mm-hmm. Hit him with the number. I don't even know what the number is. I forget. <laughs> it's the same as your birthday. No. It, what? How? How is that? A, that's not possible. <laughs> 
I don't know the number, but it's on our social media. Just go to our damn social media. You'll see the numbers. It's a number you call. It goes and right get to off a voicemail. Johnny's damn lawn as well, apparently. Yeah, it's like go a Padres hotline. Damn social media, get off my damn Ooh, lawn. You think I'm gonna remember? I barely remember my own number. I'm gonna remember the Padres hotline. What is your phone number? I, I see. That's like that's like Jay's name. Go ahead, call in and guess my number. Oh, boom, both knock them both out, everybody. Hey, come Padres, this is your girl. Rory from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. What did you think of Extreme Rules and the possible implications of Styles and Samoa Joe? I'll catch you later, compadres. Bye. Thank you, Rory. And, uh, well, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, I think we pretty much already discussed it. Uh, Jay's convinced that Styles will retain. I am not so certain. I think it's a win-win. If AJ Styles retains, guess what? You got the best person on the planet holding the title. If not, you have the baddest person on the planet holding the title. So there you go. Yeah, I think I, I could see Joe taking it and this feud going to Survivor Series. At least. Oh, at least. not the Rumble. I could see this. Shit, it could go all the way to Mania with these two. I will ask a question just, just to play devil's advocate or whatever the case may be or to stoke the fire. If Joe does get it, does it piss people off because they didn't give it to Shinsuke? Sure, oh, there's always going to be somebody like that, yeah. I think. But, you know, either I, way, you're establishing different villains or, you know, different okay, yeah, dudes. Yeah, so, I, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, someone's always going to be pissed off. Okay. But um, why not? Like, they, these guys have the history. Absolutely. And I, I you can do 50 matches in WWE mm, that people have just never seen yet but right. have heard about. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I have no problem with Joe going over and getting the belt. I would love to see it. I would have loved to saw him have the universal title. Mm-hmm. But it's just that, you know, after hearing that, I'm not saying it's, it, it's been like said a couple times that Vince wants him to keep it. But the thing is, if he does put it on Joe, even for a month or, you know, like you say, until Survivor Series, the backlash that will come. Because you gave Shinsuke five, six opportunities. Backlash already happened. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Hey, uh, the the pushback. That's not a pay per view, is it? Uh, not yet. That's the all male <laughs> pay per view. <laughs> no, I think it's called the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Uh, well, th- that clearly was an all male. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was. <laughs> that was clear. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? They, that'd be great. Saudi Arabia presents pushback. <laughs> <laughs> pushback, but woo. But mm-hmm. the pushback that comes from Joe getting it and Shinsuke not having it. I mean, I think it, it, look, it's a matter of time till Shinsuke does win a major. Because there's going to be some people like, well, they gave him the Universal, I mean, the United States Championship. And it's like, you put him down the secondary title. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, arguments can be made for all that stuff, but he's established himself as a major player that's always going to be featured. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of what. If it goes to Joe, what's the plan after that? Clearly, they have something in mind because they're working their way towards Mania, which we can speculate to no end, but it's all building for AJ to do something bigger and better along the way. Okay. Yeah, and also, I mean, back in the day, we, we people had to, they didn't jump right to a major title right away. They had to, and I understand things are different now, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, Nakamura is going to win something major. But right now, it's kind of fun having him as United. Oh, he's United Television ch- uh, Champion, by the way. Oh, okay. He low-blowed Jeff Hardy at uh, before the match the even started. No, that oh, okay. would have been a good idea. This Actually, no, the earlobe thing happened after this. Oh, man. So the referee had People his back like turned, and Shinsuke low-blowed him and Kinshasa'd him, and the match was like seven seconds long. It was the quickest match ever to win. 
but the way uh, Shinsuke did the low blow, it was it was as the ref was turning to tell them to start the match, and Jeff was turning to do something, and Shinsuke just low blowed him, turned back around, and just started taking off his jacket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the ref was like, "What happened? What happened? Are you okay, Jeff?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'll go." Bam, over. And see, I like those things too. I like I I always hold on to uh, Shelton Benjamin and Triple H. That Triple H was tearing through everybody, and Shelton was the guy beating him. Mm-hmm. Like Shelton had won two matches over him. And I like those stories where there's always someone that can't beat you. Like if Shinsuke's losing to AJ mm-hmm. and then later on Shinsuke gets the title and then AJ shows up and it's like, you've never beat me. And then there's the fear of, oh, I've never beat him yet. There you go. Uh, next call. Hey guys, it's Nuggets. Um, so question, what does the WWE have to do to make SummerSlam must watch? Like, with Extreme Rules being really bad and, in my opinion, and the raw rating being, like, really low, what matches does the WWE need to put on to, like, make sure that nobody misses summer plan? Well, hey, Nuggets. Always good to hear from you. I, I wish you didn't sound like you were in a tunnel every time you called, but that was actually somewhat clear, so we do appreciate you. <laughs> um I don't know. I mean, people are going to watch SummerSlam to begin with. We already talked about Reigns and Lesnar. Uh, we got Styles and Joe. That's a marquee match. I think Becky and Carmella is going to be a lot of fun. Daniel Bryan and Miz. That's the way it's looking right now. They're officially going to pull the trigger on that one. So that's a that's a good answer. I was going to say you pull somebody out, like you get a uh, you get a Shawn Michaels, you get an Undertaker. Yeah, you're going to need somebody some- like that, and you you know. But how long do you want to keep counting on them for a must see show? You need the you need the eyes on this. I agree with. I mean, Michaels don't want to get in the ring. Taker is doing a match every now and then. Like he has Triple H in Australia. I figure Daniel Bryan's the guy where the, all the older guys are looking, going, "Okay, I do that." Yeah, but he's already set up for Miz. Sure, so, but you know anything can happen. True, a- anything can change. But I, I'm just saying, like those are the guys that I could see coming for Daniel Bryan and maybe stepping back in the ring for that. You have Rock come and do some segment. You have a show off. Like you bring in a big name and you have a segment. You have something going on. You you advertise Stone Cold. Can they bring in Taz? Ooh. You like, I, mean, I mean, it's in Brooklyn. He's a free agent. So what? I'll do a radio show. Man, let Taz. No, thanks. You don't want him to do commentary? Nothing's funny. <laughs> Scotty's not a big fan. I hate stuff. Um, if you're not in wrestling, you shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Orange idiot. Okay, fair enough. All right. I would say just don't let the card go too long. I'm such a length whore now. Like <laughs> that's like, what she said. Like, like that's, that's what buddy. she said. Johnny Lacosto, length whore. <laughs> length whore. <laughs> well, look, WrestleMania 30 was essentially seven matches long. It was phenomenal. Maybe it was eight tops. Amazing start to finish. You still had your almost four hour card. It, that, and that it's perfect. SummerSlam doesn't need to be twelve matches long, and that's when that's when the card starts to not be as flashy or not be as fun. Just put the matches that matter, and then put everything yeah, else on then TV. You gotta have, then you got to have two or three pre-show matches. I'm sorry, you Scott. don't need to. Well, I think it's also to have the the variety show aspect, and you may not see it as must see when it's presented that way. But if you know you have other people that are showcased, but it's not necessarily a match. You know, back in the day, you had a Piper's Pit. Or something like that in the show where there's a major storyline thing happening and they're talking. Um, was it there was um, was it a highlight reel with Shawn Michaels and his wife where Shawn was possibly going to retire and that's where 
Jericho ended up hitting Shawn Michaels' wife in the eye. Oh, yeah. Like, that was such a big thing because it was, is Michaels going to retire? Yeah. And then they had that segment that was killer, but that made it must-say and exciting because like you wanted to know of, what was going to happen. Festival of friendship. Right. Like, those things, I think, are important. It's not just, all right, let's have 12 matches and some will mean something and some won't. Right. Have showdowns. Have other things. I'm down. Down for that. We got one more. What's up, Compadre? Andrew Kirk calling from Modesto, California. Just want to know what you guys think. Um, a couple weeks ago, Shayna Baszler was backstage at Raw, and I was wondering, do you think WWE would do a storyline where they would have a current champion from NXT but be on the main roster and compete in, in pay-per-views as well as stay on NXT? Like uh, we did with uh, Sasha Banks and Kevin Owens. What do you think? Thanks. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean... I- I think he means as part of the main roster on both shows. I think that could last in the short term. I don't think it's anything they'd want to do long term. I always think it's a smart move because when you do that, you get eyes on NXT, which is obviously the lesser show. Yeah. The real uh, hardcore nerds watch that show. True. Oh, and I mean that in a in a loving way. But you get if you, people see Shane and Baszler and they go, oh, she's on this other show. I guess I'll check that out. But didn't they do that? Like I said, like he did say and. Didn't they do that with Kevin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was defending the title on both shows. Well, he fought Cena. He fought with Cena the NXT with title. Yeah, right. right. He right. came up, and I think it brought a lot of interest to NXT at that time. And going like, whoa, this guy's going up against Cena, and exactly what's going on there. So I mean, it could be done, especially with like hypothetically a SummerSlam. You're gonna have NXT take over the night before. Baszler has a big match. She goes over. And you've already set up something with her doing, you know, just hypothetically, mm-hmm. you know, going on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Have her start interacting with Ronda. Start building that uh, that Bond. faction, the friendship, whatever it is, the future storyline of them now. Yeah, because Ronda's going to be your new women's champion after SummerSlam. That's pretty much for sure now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She has to face uh, Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. Oh, right. That's another. That's a marquee match for you. I forgot about that. Oh, My bad. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, Ronda's come through every single time in her matches so that's gonna be a lot of fun all two of them uh yeah <laughs> two for two scotty whoa that's a batting average of one thousand undefeated mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so that does for all the phone calls and that does it for the show today we are at compadre show on twitter and instagram facebook.com slash wrestling compadres compadres.com slash patreon save scott's legs <laughs> save scott's legs <laughs> shave scott's legs or that we'll do it and uh, maybe we'll, yeah, we should review the Elias album. Uh, Dale Rutledge, follow him at The Walking Dale. We hope to have him back next week. Scotty, why don't you put yourself over? I'm on social media at Scott Narver. I don't check it. Uh, good, good. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Have fun. Uh, stay away from pit bulls. That, you know, uh, Jay? Almost said his real name. I almost said it a couple times too. Yeah, right? show. I hate both of you all now. Uh, find me on Twitter, Instagram at Mr. J Washington. It's M-R-J-A-Y. You know how to spell Washington. YouTube.com slash J Washington. I just spelled it eight zero. Uh, join my supervillain squad at Patreon because uh, if you can do so, it'll help me stay in California. Because if not, I think I'm leaving at the end of November going back home. So mm. yeah, I, yeah, this is the first I've heard of this. Hey, man, it's been it's bad. So that's why I need people to join the Patreon. Loser leaves town match. I felt like I lost that match already. No. 
Yeah. So well, that's that. Now's a shitty time to talk about my birthday next week. <laughs> no, go when? ahead. Go ahead. When? Apparently it's next week. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Apparently it's next Tuesday. Yeah. All right. So that's going on. Uh, well, yeah. How, how about the, coming uh, up? How old are you going to be? On a Tuesday. Huh? How old are you going to be? The people can guess. I'm not going to say it. Johnny's oh. going to be 41. Go was... ahead. Call it in. We're not going to guess about your age. Just like my... Sweet 16. Yeah, baby. Got uh, a birthday coming up. Uh, uh, on a Tuesday. Daddy's little girl. On a Tuesday. Uh, at Jay Quasso and all social medias. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. This Sunday, television tapings. Not sure when the David Arquette match is going to be up but trust me when it is i will let everybody know also uh blackcraft wrestling we are less than a month away i cannot wait for this go to blackcraftwrestling.com it is live from pittsburgh i think it's sold out they might be adding some more seats i don't know but regardless you could buy the iPay-per-view. it's only ten dollars and on top of that you get ten dollars towards blackcraft closings so you it's it's a win-win situation the card is insane you can go to the website and check it out and i'll be doing commentary so excited for it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Other than that, um, let's see. Philadelphia, I'm coming home Thursday, August 16th. I'm just doing a show for one night prior to heading to New York for SummerSlam. So, And then I'm doing a show after NXT that night. I just don't have all the details. Uh, but, yeah, Thursday night, Philadelphia, if you're around, hit me up. I'll let you know how to get tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. So with that said, guys, and, of course, follow Liquid Jake at Liquid Jake. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We love you. We'll see you next week. Keep chasing your dreams. Chase them all. Dragon Wagon.